Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, this is Zivi Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. And speaking of books, I have two of my own books coming out this spring and summer. Princess Charming is a picture book, which debuts on April 19th, and Bookends, a memoir of love, loss, and literature comes out on July 1st, and it is truly a labor of love. I hope you'll pre-order, order, and join me on tour as I go across the country. You can find out more at zibbyowens.com or bookendsmemoir.com. And you can follow me on Instagram at zibbyowens because I always post about everything. Enjoy the show. Emma Straub is the author of This Time Tomorrow. She is the New York Times bestselling author of All Adult Year, The Vacationers, Modern Lovers, and Laura Lamont's Life in Pictures, and the short story collection Other People We Married. Her books have been published in 20 countries. She and her husband own Books Are Magic, an independent bookstore in Brooklyn, New York. Welcome, Emma. Thank you so much for coming back on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books, this time to discuss this time tomorrow. That was a lot of this times. So this time, this time, this time. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Zip. Thank you for having Hi, me. Always a pleasure. Uh, okay. I was just raving about your cover and it is so cool. I had had the gal. It's like there's this gold line sort of swirling through it. And then even the letters, some of them are like silvery, goldy. Yes, I'm not explaining it well. Everybody no, it's, it's shimmery. It's iridescent. I, I begged, I begged Riverhead for that. I really wanted, you know, because my last, my last four books 
all had people on them mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in different ways. They don't all look identical, but they all had people on them. And I said to Riverhead, I was like, no people. I don't want any people. I am tired of people. And they, they came up with lots of great book jackets. And this is the one that I liked best. But, but what I love the most is, is that shimmer, is that yes. shimmer. Cause I feel like that's, that's in a funny way. It like that feels like the book to me. Like that feels like the book. Totally. I love it. Okay. Well, that's amazing. (laughs) Uh, By the way, somebody just interviewed me about something else and they said something like, who is your favorite character? And I was like, well, there's this, there's this woman, Alice. And you know, (laughs) like I have this on my desk right now. Let me tell you about Alice. But she is a really amazing character and she does totally come to life in a bazillion different contexts and timelines and everything, which is like a great exercise in developing a character. Sort of, what would this character be like in all these different settings and having to relive it? So tell me about, I know this came about, your dad was sick. Tell me about the genesis for this book and not just the part one where you deal with her current day, but then yeah. as the book starts yeah. time traveling. Yeah. Sure. So, so, I mean, you know, you... You are a mom. You remember 2020. It was terrible. 2020 was terrible. And that's when I started writing this book. I was home with my kids and my husband was at the bookstore working crazy hours. And and my dad was in the hospital and, and none of us thought that he would be coming out of it. He did. I should say that up top, but yeah, I I had been working on a different book. I've been working on a book that is more similar to my previous books um, before the pandemic. And then, you know, from March to October of 2020, I didn't have any childcare and I was alone with my kids 24 hours a day, basically. And my dad was in the hospital and it was, it was for months and it was just horrible. And so when I finally did have childcare again, I didn't, I couldn't go back to the book that I'd been writing because it just didn't, it felt so foreign to me. It felt like too, like too silly. Like it was, it was sort of, I mean, it, it wasn't like just a comedy, but, but it it felt too silly to me at the time. And just really far away from where I was mentally and emotionally. And I was talking to my dad in in the hospital and I was like, what should I do? And he was like, well, maybe you should write a book about a woman visiting her brother in the hospital. And I was like, (laughs) okay. And I don't think, I mean, I don't think he has any memory of that, but we did, you know, we would sit and talk when he was able to, we would sit and talk about books and writing and ourselves and our family and our lives. And, and that was what I wanted to write. And so I, so I started thinking about a woman who was a lot like me, but not entirely like me and a man who was very much like my dad, but not entirely like my dad. And I sort of, I sort of plucked us like out of our lives and isolated us in this book. You know, like, I mean, my, my parents have been married for 55 years and in the book, Leonard is a single father and, you know, I have an older brother and in the book, 
Alice is an only child. And I mean, so, so there, you know, there are, there are these major differences, but yeah, I just, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to hang out with my dad and what I really wanted was like the version of what we were doing in the hospital that I remembered from when I was a teenager, which was like us sitting at the kitchen table where my dad had like his spot and watching Jeopardy together and like eating snacks and (laughs) just smoking cigarettes and whiling away the hours. And that's, that's really what I did. I like, I really wrote this book just to do that. (laughs) And I, I'd never written time travel before, but I found that I found that it came quite naturally because I think we all grow up, we've all grown up, especially those of us born in like, you know, the eighties, like we were, fed a, a steady diet of time travel. Mm-hmm. And so it, yeah, it felt, it felt sort of just baked in. And so it was, yeah. Th- so that's how I wrote my autobiographical time travel novel. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how you went back to a particular point in time here in New York, which like I lived through as well. So yeah. all of the references were so familiar. So every time she went back, you know, it started with the Crazy Eddie shirt. I was like, yeah. that is so perfect. That is so perfect. <laughs> like, let's bring back Crazy Eddie t-shirts. How fun would that be? That I bought be one on I bought one on eBay. I'm oh gonna wear it on my book tour. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That is so <laughs> amazing. Oh my gosh, of course they exist. I should have yeah. never yeah. I shouldn't have put that past yeah. you. But it is like the certain time that we all got to experience so collectively when there was so much less to do and less to watch and like all those movies like I watch everything you referenced and Peggy's who got married I loved that movie and I feel like nobody's been talking about it lately and every time you brought I'm like yes yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I yeah I think that like I mean you know first of all yes like I think that the the book I mean the book is full of pop culture in a way that none of my books have ever been before. Like I've, I've always really tried, I don't know if this is like a a remnant of like MFA program life, but like, I've always felt like I want to keep, you know, culture out as much as possible because of course it's not the, it's never the point, right? It's never the point. Like if, like if you're talking about a painting, that's a real painting, like you should be able to describe it in a way that it feels real, whether it's real or not, or, and the same goes for a song or a, or a movie or whatever. And I do love to make up cultural things and I always have, but, but for this book, like, I just felt like I was throwing the doors open to everything. Like, I just wanted it to be real. I wanted to be like, I wanted it to feel like if you lived through this period, you would know these movies. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, this is, this is actually what Alice would do. Like if Alice were a real person, she would go back and that's what she would say to her friend. Like, she wouldn't be like, oh my God, I've never heard of time travel before. How does this work? Like, she would be like, wait, is this like back to the future? Like, are there two of me? Or is this like 13 going on? They're like, what is this? How, which one am I in? Like, how does this work? And so I, 
I, it felt very freeing to sort of just like let all that stuff pour in because I think that, I think that the reason that people don't, people often don't want to include, you know, real cultural references is because it, it, it dates, Mm -hmm. it dates a work so precisely. But since I was already doing that in this book, I, I, it didn't, it didn't matter to me. You got a free pass. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You're not gonna get, you won't get in trouble. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. And the New York stuff, like, and I feel like it's the same for the New York stuff that like, mm-hmm. you know, for people who aren't from New York or who have, who, or who've never been to New York, it doesn't matter to them if Gray's papaya is a real place. Right. Because I describe it and Yep. and tell you what it tastes like and what you can order and whatever. So it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's real or not if if you don't know that place. But if you do know that place, you're like, "Oh god, I need a hot dog for lunch." Yeah. <laughs> totally. I love that. What I really love though is when you go back in time, you not you. When Alice goes back in time, she brings the attention to the fact that in all these movies, it's so often about the romance and so much less about the family. Although I guess yeah. in Back to the Future, there was a lot of family going on. But yeah. but like that she wants to spend more time with her dad. And that is the driving force of this. Although, even though you have the relationship. And then I love how you have, because it's almost like Sliding Doors meets one of these movies. Because yeah. then you see like all the other outcomes and like different kids. Like that is like, yeah. like I love thinking about that stuff. Like, yeah. what if I had ended up with this person? What if? Yeah. What if it had happened at a different time? Would the kids right. be different? You know, all yeah. that stuff. Well, of course, because it would be. You know right. what I mean? Like, no. it, it it would be like. You know, I, I mean, I I have the two children I have because those were the embryos that, you know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's random. It's random who shows up in your life. And I, yeah. You you could, you could argue that like those souls were destined for your family. There is that. Maybe. Yeah. No. And, and, and maybe they would look different. (laughs) Yeah. I just think that like, it's all timing, Mm -hmm. you know, it's all timing. Everything in life is timing in terms of the people you meet and the way you are when you find them and, and how you evolve, you know, it's all based on your relationships and, and, and your, and your jobs and, you know, all of these things that, that are sort of random eventually add up to your life. Yeah. So it, it, it was, yeah, it was really fun to think about Alice and, and, and you're right. Like it, it was, I, I consciously wanted to, to make this not, not about the romance, you know, it's not like there is some romance in it. Although but, thank you for those scenes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny at, at the bookstore, I, you know, we often talk about like what people love and like, people love romance people and and not, I don't just mean romance novels, but people love sexy books, whether they're, you know, paperback rom-coms or, you know, high literary masterpieces, people love a sexy book. And I'm like, well, yeah, I wrote a sad book about a dad dying. That's sexy, right? Like, (laughs) you know what we, but we all just, we all write the books that, that are, 
the books that we need to write. And this was, this is what I needed to write. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything, it might be time to work on those things. And I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because... Even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help, and I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. Well, I love how it kind of comes together. I feel like one of the themes at the end that you tell through Kenji is that it's so important to just address when someone is sick or when someone has died. And yeah. it seems so obvious, but it is so helpful to connect yeah. on that level and not avoid it. And I yeah. feel like if people take one thing away for people who haven't, who don't, who'd always feel uncomfortable not knowing what to say to people who have yeah. lost somebody or whatever, like that is a great takeaway. Like yeah. it's okay. you just say like, Hey, how are you doing? That must've yeah. been terrible. Like, yeah. oh my gosh, lymphoma is awful or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And I think that like, you know, it's something that I have thought about a lot. Like, you know, I had, I, I have so many friends who have lost their parents in the last couple of years. And, you know, when I was a kid and when I was in high school, and I think I never, I never knew what to say. And part of this, part of this book is, even though my father is is still alive, is me sort of reckoning with that, with like the fact that like, you don't really understand. You don't really understand until until you find yourself in the middle of it. And then you're like, oh fuck, I was so <laughs> awkward. Like I, 
I was so afraid of, of saying the wrong thing that I sort of didn't say anything. And, you know, you, you wish you could go back and just be like, do you want to have some pizza? Like, you know, not, <laughs> not, not just like, cause I've always been, I've always been a very good note writer, you know, mm-hmm. like, so I, I always write a note, but what does that do? You know, that doesn't do that much. Like, is it better to write a note than do nothing? Yes. But like, it's probably also better. I mean, it's like when someone has a baby, you know, like, sure, it's great to say congratulations. But then most people say, congratulations, can I do something? To which the new parent always says, oh, no, 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 no. When like, and now I understand you don't do that. You just show up and you drop the food off or the whatever on the doorstep. Yep. You wash the dishes in the sink. You hold the baby so someone can take a shower and then you get out of there. You know, like it's, yes. but I think that we all, this is growing up, right? Like That's we all true. have to learn those things firsthand before we understand what is good to do. And those are the things you remember the most. Like, I feel like there always like this flurry of cards and calls or texts or whatever, but it's like, I don't know, when, when my husband's mom passed away, this one friend of his sent us like a banquet dinner from like the local pizza place. Yeah. And I'll just never forget like the tins and yeah. you know, like undoing those like tinfoil yeah. edges and being like, that was so nice. Like I've never yeah. been so appreciative for pasta yeah. Vodka sauce, which I don't even normally yeah. eat. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like that was the nicest. I don't know. So yes. Yeah. Um, but it's a good lesson that I guess yeah. we learn as we are yeah. grown-ups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I feel like so many lessons Alice learned came from being a grown-up, right? Like even when she goes back, it's like some of those things, some of those types of people you are, they aren't clear until later what's yeah. really important and all of that. But hopefully books like these can, you know, try to teach it, <laughs> you know, like, try to share it, show, don't tell, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Did you feel a sense of closure once you finished this book? Like, do you feel like it helped you process some of the stuff? Yeah. I mean, you know, what my therapist describes <laughs> as pre-grieving, mm. which I didn't, I didn't know that that was something, but, you know, I think that you know, there are obviously people who lose loved ones very suddenly where you're plunged into the, you know, after zone totally unexpectedly. But I think often it's not that, you know, often we see it, we see it coming and we see the cliff and we, we know how deep it is on the other side and and we spend years preparing mm-hmm. and i don't know you know i don't i don't know if anyone can ever be prepared probably not probably not but i definitely think that i have i've spent a lot of time i mean more than more than just the years you know that i've been working on this book processing this idea and I mean, I, I can't say that I feel closure, but I definitely feel, I feel really happy. I feel really happy that I was able to write this book and that for me, I mean, and you know that I wrote it really, truly just for me, but then the fact that my dad is still alive and could read it 
is is an amazing additional gift that I don't take for granted for a second. And then like, you know, when I think of the thing that like really gets me <laughs> always is that like, you know, my, my dad has written like 20 books and they're all very scary, but he is in all of them. He is in all of them in ways small and large. He is not a serial killer, mind you. A lot of his books have serial killers in them. Good to know. Torturer of any kind, but he is all over his books. And I'm grateful that I have those books that are full of his brain and his thoughts and his jokes, you know? And then I think about my kids having my books that are full of me in all of those ways. And then additionally, that they have this book now, which contains us both in a certain way. I mean, not that Alice and I are identical and not that Leonard and my father are identical, but this is without a doubt a book that is just like an examination of our love. And that's pretty amazing. You know, hopefully, hopefully my children will appreciate it. I I think they will someday, hopefully. (laughs) That's amazing. Well, now hopefully, you know, they'll write something about you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. I (laughs) I know. I'm like, would I want that or would I not want that? So will you ever go back to that other one that you abandoned? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, you know, it, it was like, it was a good one. I was excited about it. I had done, I had done some, some like research for it. Like it wasn't, you know, like this book, this time tomorrow, all I had to do was just like close my eyes and like mm-hmm. text my friends from childhood to do research, you know, yeah. but, but the book that I had been working on, I, I had traveled, like I had, I had really put in some legwork. So I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm not sure. I'm not sure. We'll see. I have to go back and see if there's any life in it. Did you have a real life Tommy type character? Oh, uh, hundreds of them. I mean, hundreds. Oh my gosh. Maybe not hundreds, (laughs) but I I do have, I have all my diaries and I was always in love with somebody. Or like six somebodies. I mean, I just, I really, <laughs> I was really able to compartmentalize my, my affections. And so I, I really, I had, I had just crushes on everybody, <laughs> everybody. Yeah. Yeah. There are a lot of them. I have my diaries too, and I haven't figured out what I should do with them all, but I like how you channeled it into yeah. that. Very creative. <laughs> I'm like, why? Hey, I'll just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I took this trip with my family when I was, when I was in eighth grade to China and Japan, but I wrote it as if I was like, I don't know. I didn't sound like I was that old, but anyway, I read it to my kids, my little kids. And I was like, this is what I was like. And of course my diary is like, here's what I had to eat on the airplane, (laughs) but it's another way of time travel. Cause I was introducing my, my almost nine-year-old to like my 14 year old self. And I'm like, this is the way I spoke at that time. And so it's amazing. I feel like that's another layer of what this book does so well. So yeah, it's very cool. Awesome. What did you eat on that airplane? 
oh, like all the stuff I still eat, they were like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, like, you know, grilled chicken and a Caesar salad or, I, you know, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, I've, I haven't changed at all. And I'm like, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that cookie. And they're like, ha ha, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So maybe it wasn't such a big introduction after all. <laughs> anyway, last question. Any yeah. advice to aspiring authors? <sighs> I guess at the moment, at the moment, my advice would be to write the thing that you feel most moved by, mm-hmm. you know, that you feel most, most emotionally connected to and that you know you can write better than anyone else. Like whatever it is, whatever it is, whether it's fiction or a short story or your memoir, you know, whatever, whatever it is like to, to believe in yourself and to know that, that, that you, you are fully capable. Yeah. And just to have faith and do it just to try. Love it. Well, thank you not only for taking me back to, you know, (laughs) 1980s New York city, but also just this Alice's life and walking through Belvedere and, you know, just the whole thing. It was such a strong sense of place. And I I really feel like I ventured through someone else's shoes, which is what the best books do. So there you go. Thank you so much, Zippy. Always a pleasure. You too. Hope your day goes better. Thanks. Here's hoping. Okay. Bye. Hi, I'm Zibby Owens, and you're listening to the award-winning podcast, Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. If you like this podcast, you will love my new anthology called Moms Don't Have Time to Have Kids. Check it out, and you'll hear from 49 authors about all sorts of things moms don't have time to do. All the authors have been on this podcast. Also, check out my TikTok, at with Zibby and Tracy, my other podcast, Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. Check out Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. And of course, my new publishing company called Zivi Books. And now back to our daily author interview site and a quick hello from some of my kids. Hi. Hi. Hello. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.